On today's show, Lincoln is working on a brand new Mark 9. Daimler proves you don't need scale to make good money, and the Automotive Hall of Fame inducts its latest members. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for July 23rd of 2015. If you want to take the pulse of the automotive industry, there's no better way than to watch the financial earnings that the car companies report. And two of the most important car companies in the world just came out with their latest numbers. Daimler posted a very healthy report card. Sales jumped up 14% and that brought in a lot more money. Revenue jumped 19% to more than $40 billion. Its EBIT, or earnings before interest and taxes, shot up 20%, and its net profit hit $2.6 billion. That's up 8%. Meanwhile, General Motors reported its second quarter numbers, and they don't tell as rosy a story. GM sold slightly fewer vehicles than a year ago, down 0.1%. As a result, it brought in less money. Revenues fell 3.5% to just over $38 billion. But its EBIT jumped 107%, hitting $2.9 billion, and its net profit inched forward, up only 0.9%, to hit $1.1 billion. You know, these two reports tell a fascinating story, so here's my out-of-line insight. Even though Daimler sold 1.6 million fewer vehicles than General Motors in the last three months, it brought in more revenue and made more than twice the profit on that revenue. Admittedly, Daimler only sells expensive Mercedes-Benz luxury cars and high-profit heavy trucks. Even so, despite what Sergio and others say, this shows that mega-manufacturing volume is not the only formula for making money in the automotive business. And this is just as true for Daimler at the high end as it is for Subaru at the low end. Hey, coming up next, Lincoln is working on reviving the Mark series. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles, and by Hyundai. Learn more at Hyundai.com. Earlier this week, we looked at the top five biggest brands by sales in the U.S. market. Ford is the biggest, followed by Chevrolet, Toyota, Nissan, and then Honda. Now let's look at the brands that round out the top ten. We were astonished to see that Jeep has clawed its way into the sixth spot on the list. Two years ago, it was two positions lower. Today, it's one of the fastest growing brands in the market and the largest brand that FCA has in its portfolio. Hyundai is in the number seven position, with Kia in number eight. Subaru is the ninth largest brand in the American market for the first half of the year, with GMC breaking into the top 10. This ought to give you a better understanding of the market, not by company, not by model, but by brand. No doubt most of you remember the Lincoln Mark series that started with the Mark I in 1948, running all the way to the last Mark 8 that was sold in 1998. Well, it sure looks like the Lincoln Motor Company is getting ready to revive that lineup with an all-new Mark 9. 
According to Auto Forecast Solutions, LLC, a Lincoln Mark 9 is slated to be built at Ford's Flat Rock assembly plant in January of 2022. From the sound of it, it's going to be a low-volume niche product that could be a coupe or even a convertible. Of course, 2022 is seven years away and a lot could change between now and then. But as of right now, a Mark 9 is part of Lincoln's product plan. Coming up next, the Automotive Hall of Fame is welcoming four new members and Ford gives new life to an old racing trick. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work, Dow. Race cars have used this idea for years to keep your eyes on the competition while you are out on the track. The new Shelby GT350 and GT350R are going to come standard with a heads-up display shift light indicator. There are three modes to choose from, tack, track, and drag, with each flash at different red lines. The driver can set the shift points and the intensity of the light, so all you've got to do is bang off a shift every time you get the signal. Back in 1939, people in the automotive industry were starting to realize that the original founders of the car companies were starting to die off. So they started the Automotive Hall of Fame to honor those who played such an important role in creating the greatest industry in the world. The Hall of Fame started in New York City, but today it's located in Dearborn, Michigan. And tonight, they're inducting four new members. The inductees include Roger Penske, no need to explain who he is. Luca Di Montezemolo, no explanation needed there either. Ratan Tata, who, if you don't know, is the founder of the Indian automaker Tata, which now owns Jaguar Land Rover. And then there's Elwood Haynes, who test drove his first car in 1894, and a few years later co-founded the Haynes Apperson Automobile Company. The hall is also honoring former Delphi CEO Rodney O'Neill with the Industry Leader of the Year Award. If you're into classic cars, you're not going to want to miss out a line after hours later today. Our guest is Larry Moss, chairman of the Concorde d'Elegance of America. In addition to the kind of cars that you'd expect to see at a Concours, they're also going to display drag bikes, pickups of the jet age, a Virgil Exner design retrospective, historical hearses, and they're going to celebrate Lamborghini's 50th anniversary, just to name a few. So join me and Gary Vasilash for the best car talk in the business. Anyway, that wraps up today's show, and thank you for making AutoLine Daily a small part of your day.